You know what the most depressing thing is on earth? Going into a 7-Eleven and standing in line behind four or five people getting their lottery tickets. Oh, yeah, I just bought Powerball tickets before we came on. There's, Dude, there's nothing more depressing than a guy reading off his list. Oh! I, I want three, four, five, box, <laughs> seven, two, one, straight. It's like a scrawled, handwritten list that looks like looks like the Rosetta Stone, like it's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. It's car con carne. And it is Carcone Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3. And Carcone Carne, if you're looking for something to do, the weather has changed for the better. It's shockingly, uncomfortably nice outside. Beautiful. It's time to get out and do something. Evan J. Thomas presents the Badass Art and Music Show pop-up show. It's happening on a Saturday. It's March 4th at the Stadium Sports Club in Rolling Meadows. It is an intimate show featuring a handful of incredible local artists and two local music performances from Matt Shukin and Peace Bloom. Tickets... A mere five bucks. And for show and ticket info, go to badassartandmusicshow.com. Here I am, James Van Osdell, alongside Abe Cannon. Uh, he's been described as a chameleon. He is a radio personality. You can hear him weekends on the loop. You can hear him as part of Man Cow Show. You can hear him on Abe Cannon on Hold, the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. We're in your hood. We're over by, uh, we're by Sox Park. Yep, Bridgeport. Hey, is that what you call it now? This is Bridgeport. Well, I, no, I know. Oh, I, I'll, I'll never call it whatever it's, what's it called? Uh, a guaranteed, guaranteed rate. With that shitty sign. <laughs> I'll never call it It is it the that. worst. It's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. There's an arrow pointing down. You drive down 90, and, and that's what you see. At the part, the team who sucks. I mean, I, I'm a diehard White Sox fan. The garbage team in town now has an arrow pointing down <laughs> just to rub insult into injury on top of the Cubs winning the World Series. It is the worst. It, last year was hard for Sox fans. The one thing I must say is that Donald Trump becoming president sucked the gusto out of the Cubs fans, I believe. So that's at least one. I mean, I was so <laughs> I was so depressed after the Cubs won the World Series, but then I realized what real depression is when Donald Trump became president. So the the Cubs thing really didn't bother. Like it's it's almost like I don't care anymore. Because I realize like what something really bad looks like. See, now I I'm a Sox fan as well. I don't hate the Cubs. I don't hate Cubs fans. But part of me realizes that now that the Cubs have won, there's nothing special about them. They're just another... It's over. That's it. Their specialness was the fact that they never won a World Series for 108 years. But now they're the best team in base. They're like, they might be like the new Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, they the Ricketts own the whole town. They own, what, a mile around Wrigley Field now? They're kicking everyone out. They bought up everything. So they're going to have a lot of money. They, they raised ticket prices, what, 36%? Right. So, I think the Cubs are going to be good. for, And they have the best team in baseball, the best young team in baseball. I think they're going to be good for a long time. Here's something that concerned me. Just before you jumped in my car, Abe, uh, Mike Wiles sent me a message on Facebook saying that I look like Rick Hahn. <laughs> uh, Maybe? Oh, uh, a little bit? I don't know. Not really. All right. Who do I look like? Maybe I'm, I'm so unique you can't even. One thing I remember about you is was your I always had sideburns when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And you always had awesome sideburns. So I, I really did appreciate for... that. Now I I I feel like I thought sideburns were awesome. Now when I look back at pictures of me with Dude, like Danzig I sideburns, I look like an asshole. I know. I can't look back at those <laughs> pictures. I, I I grew up and now I now that I look back it's it's kind of 
repellent and horrifying to me. Like your old Q101 promo shots? Uh-huh. Like it's just a side profile of your sideburns? Uh-huh. That, that was Which all Which back then looked awesome. <laughs> but now it looks ridiculous. It does. We all have pictures from back then that look ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like right. I said, I have tons of sideburn pictures where I look like a complete asshole. So, all right, we're in your hood. Uh, the reason why I brought it up, uh, you picked the place. We're at Maxwell Street. Is it just called Maxwell Street? Yeah, Max, it, this is the famous Maxwell Street Polish place. There's gyms and there's Maxwell Street. We're at the Maxwell Street that's right by Sox Park on 31st Street. I can't believe you've never been here, first of all. I've never been here. I've been to Jim's Original a million times. So right next door to Jim's is another Maxwell Street. That's that's right. Now, you ordered it in a special way, and I, I want to start Facebook living this. Is that cool with you? Do, yeah, and you, I, I do want to mention, though, that you don't just eat Maxwell Street Polish. You have to come with a plan. And I actually brought a roll of paper towels. You did. Hang because on. I can't deal with the little shitty napkins they have here. Oh, right. No, no restaurant does napkins right anymore they i don't know they all agreed to save money and they've got those little thin napkins oh yeah you can't grab them by the brick anymore you have to pull them out one by one. Oh, it's the worst you go to subway they wrap that huge fucking sloppy <laughs> sandwich in one napkin <laughs> yeah that's not enough does he have some napkins oh there's i put some in there no you didn't there's <laughs> one wrapped around it that's the one that's going to soak up all the grease before i get home that's right you're not even trying subway yeah. i can't even use that napkin all right so um as I'm, I, I can't type and talk at the same time. I don't think anyone can, uh, let alone text and talk at the same time. So as I'm getting ready to put this on Facebook Live, you have this remarkable split personality thing going for you, these voices, these characters. I guess, tell me about the evolution of some of these voices we've come to know, like Magellan, etc. Okay, well, Magellan is, that started, there used to be, do you remember those cable access shows? For instance, um, Rock hard video with Mark Menching. Oh man! Um, so it was. I think it was Channel Nineteen, and they used to have all these call-in shows. One was called like Manhood Shelter with like this racist black dude. <laughs> one was like a, a current affairs show, but there was this one. It was some kind of science show, uh-huh. and they were. I don't know if they were teachers or what, but I called in all the time. I'm like, yes, this is Magellan. I'm a little kid, <laughs> and, and then he's like, Hey, Magellan, how you do? I have it on video. I got to find this video. It's amazing. I'm like I'm like uh, he's like what's it called Magellan when you make a uh, what's the definition of a, uh, the definition of a hypothesis it's like an educated guess or whatever yeah he's like what's it called when you make an educated guess Magellan yes it's a hypothesis <laughs> he's like great job Magellan <laughs> like yes I go to Lee Elementary School and so that that voice started with that pretty much every other voice I do I got either from you know high school grade school when I worked at Walmart tons of the voices came from Walmart. Um, that Conrad, hey, I'm not bad voice. That I love came that voice. from a guy named Joel Hondriff, the engineer. I remember Joel. Yeah, and he used to be like, uh, I'm like, hey, Joel, can you fix my computer? Hey, uh, hang on, guy. Hang on, give me a second, guy. Uh, oh, so that's so every every voice started different. And right, hold that thought. We're we're gonna go live here. Are we Are we eating now? Oh, we'll, we'll we'll break that out in a second. All right, so here we are. We're with Abe Cannon. We're yes. in the parking lot of Maxwell Street. On 31st. Yes, in Bridgeport. And you brought paper towels. You actually brought a roll of paper towels. You can't... You come with a... If you're eating Maxwell Street, you come with a plan. You don't just go... You have to have... It's like the people who eat Flaming Hot Cheetos without napkins and they're reading books and those red fingerprints are all over everything. Well, you can't have napkins. You need wipes. You need to bring, like, baby wipes. So, if I have to, I might have to dampen one of these up to dampen... To wash off my hands. This is a perfect strategy. Now, we got these Polish... Hey, can you bust one open? We ordered these Abe style. 
Now, a Polish, when I think of Polish, I think of a Maxwell Street Polish as grilled onions, mustard, peppers. You don't do any of that. Well, what I do is I get no mustard. I add a piece of American cheese. Look at, oh my God, look at all those onions. And then, of course, I usually get extra onions, but I was embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. So I didn't want to say that in front of you. But this this is actually good. That about. smell is, un- that's the smell you smell when you go into the concourse at Sox Park. Do you know how to make these kind of onions? You I know just, how long it takes? I just assume you throw it in a pan with, like, butter and oil. It takes, like, an, over an hour to make them like this. Seriously? I've tried making them at home. Do you get this this color? The smell is There's amazing. There's a certain color that comes with it. You can't just make these at your house. So we were talking just before we went on Facebook Live about uh, the voices. A- Abe is the man of a million voices. You've heard him on Man Cow. You've heard him uh, on The Loop on weekends. Uh, Leslie Anderson. Uh, hey. mm, sausage. <laughs> Where did that one come from? Um, I don't know. Probably just your tip. I, I, I can't remember how that one started. Uh, where did the fat ass one come from? That started, if you watch a movie next Friday, she hugged the, um, so there's Ice Cube's uncle. His aunt hugs Ice Cube and she goes, oh, you got a fat ass. So I just started from there. And I've been doing that now for what? 15, 16 years. And it never gets old. No. I just called <laughs> Trump Tower there and I said, ha, uh, oh, Donald Trump got a fat ass. So, you know, it's. I'm sure back in 2001 I was, you know, talking about, like, uh, I don't know, like, Ed from Live has a fat ass or something. <laughs> Ed from Live. <laughs> or Vinny from Sponge, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so take a bite. I, I, you've got cheese on this. I've never thought about doing cheese That's with delicious. a Polish. And note the roll of paper towels on Abe's lap. Mmm. You know what I do? I immediately put fries in my mouth. With the with the Polish already in there, mm-hmm. so you're done talking for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know what's great about a hot dog joint or a hot dog stand like this? Diet right. You're not going to get Diet Coke or any of that. RC. RC. You get all the substance. I mean, this is like a step up from Hydrox and uh, oh. Fago. RC is the greatest cola ever. It's, it's sweet. RC has survived. It's like. You had WCW and WWE. This is ECW. If is. ECW survived, this is RC. That and is. it's the best. ECW was the best. RC's the best. All right. So we're, we're live. Uh, this episode will be available later today. Because um, that's what I do when I go home. I figure if I if I don't do it right away, it'll oh, you never have happen. To. Yeah. That's, when I do my podcast, I post it literally two minutes after. I don't edit it. I don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and since we're on Facebook right now, uh, where can people get Abe Cannon on hold? Just type my name into iTunes, Abe Cannon, A-B-E-K-A-N-A-N, or go to abecannon.com. Awesome. Thanks for watching. Uh, all right. Now I need to try this. We're still recording the I like podcast. how you put only me on video. I And you you, you don't want it seen because you know there's going to be a hundred memes of you like, look at this slob. No. That's not true. I never knew that you were, I'm not saying you were a slob and I'm not saying I'm a slob, but I didn't know that you and I were on the same page with, as far with, as eating disgusting foods. I love disgusting food. I When I see people waiting in line for restaurants on Randolph Street... I just think they're assholes. No, they are. It makes no sense. I would never wait for anything. Never. That seems so not Chicago. No. You walk in somewhere, like Maxwell Street, we walked up, we had the food, we're eating the food within, what, two minutes? Yeah. Well, when I go, like, up Ontario on my way home on, like, a Saturday night, if I'm downtown, yeah. I'll see people waiting behind a velvet rope oh. to go somewhere to pay someone money to drink. Yeah. It seems so not Chicago. No, it's it's ridiculous. And same thing with restaurants. I'm sure Ocheval is great. Oh, I love, but that, I, Ocheval is the best. Burger. But I've never been willing to wait to try it. 
here's a tip if you go to Oshaval. I believe it opens at 11. Mm-hmm. Get there at 10.50 a.m. And you can get right in. That's your only shot. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I think it's the best burger in Chicago. We look at that Polish. This is well, it's a substantially sized sausage, and this is huge. It's heavy in my hand. Oh yeah, it's probably like half a pound or something. Um, the grilled onions are delicious. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is great. You know, I probably would have added mustard on it in hindsight. You would? Yeah, you steered me away from the mustard. This is good. The fries are, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is good. And only one person hit us up for money on our way in. <laughs> His sign was way too nice, right? What, what did the sign say? Almost, I don't know. I didn't read it, but it was like glossy and beautiful. Well, my, he was my, wearing like like an updated hoodie. Yeah, but he seemed a little glazed over. Yeah, well, he's probably a drug addict. Yeah. And my favorite, he asked us for money. And Abe says, sorry, man, all I have is a is a credit card. Which is true. Right, but we walk in the uh, restaurant, which has a big sign saying cash only. Oh, is it cash only? <laughs> yeah. So he's smart for coming there. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't realize it was cash only. Mm-hmm. That's smart then. Mm-hmm. So everyone's lying to you. Mm-hmm. I had a guy call me the other day. I gamble a little bit on games. Most of my gambling is poker. So, Are you good? Um, The best I ever did, I won $5,000 in a World Series of Poker um, event here in, at the Horseshoe Casino. That's awesome. 2,200 people. I finished 18th. That's awesome. So that, that, that was my best showing ever. But So I play poker, but every once in a while I'll bet on games. So you go on these online casinos, mm-hmm. which are, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know how legal they are, whatever. But So I bet like heads on the coin toss for the Super Bowl every year. So I went on there, made that bet, and then I also bet I took Atlanta also. So this guy calls me the other day and he's like, Hey, hey, Barra. You got your lines in yet? And I'm like, oh, I haven't bet in two years. He's like, well, first of all, I know you're lying. <laughs> He's like, you haven't bet since the Super Bowl. That's the last time you bet. So, like, these websites sell your information. That's insane. To these, like, so these bookie guys call you and they're like, hey, hey, it's Big Jim from Big Jim's in Vegas. You got your lines yet? Oh, we're taking Connecticut today, plus seven. So it's like, I get these calls all the time. That's but, awful. But it's like with that homeless guy. When I said I only have a card, he's like, well, first of all, I know you're lying. Because mm-hmm. Maxwell Street's cash only. That's why I hang out here. Mm-hmm. It's a smart place to be. It's such a scam. When I went to uh, El Patron the other night, same thing. I bought dinner for my entire family, four people. It's like a $65 meal. I've never meal. been there. Is that the one on Western or Fullerton. Armitage? Oh, Fullerton. Okay. Um, got in line, $65 dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. It's cash only. No sign anywhere. Wow. But sure enough, there's an ATM with a $3 convenience Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm sure it's their ATM. Totally got fleeced. You know why they do that, though? So they could fudge with the numbers. Absolutely. It's just like a waiter when you say, oh, I only cleared uh, 9000 last year. But you made like seventy. You ever wait tables? I never did, no. My main job was at Walmart when I was like 16 to like 19. Like warehouse? No, I like push carts. And then I worked in the food department. But what we would do at Walmart, we would gamble. Like we'd play craps in the cooler. We would take milk crates, line them up so you couldn't walk in. So, like, no, none of the managers knew what we were doing. And we'd be in there for, like, an hour playing craps for money. We're, like, 16. None of us are working. There's no one on the floor. We used to wrestle in the warehouse and do, like, <laughs> elbow drops off the top rafter onto, like, a pallet of, like, paper towels. And it was all smashed down. No one cared. You're the biggest wrestling fan I know. When did you start watching? The first memory of wrestling was when 
King Kong Bundy broke Hulk Hogan's ribs. I think it was on Saturday night's main event. I woke up. I think it was. So that was building up to WrestleMania two. So when I'm 35, so I was probably three years old or something. That's my first memories. My mom, That's crazy. My mom was awake. I just remember like Hulk Hogan's ribs being broken, King Kong Bundy breaking his ribs. So it must. It's pre WrestleMania two. So whenever I think they're on 30, 33 now. So a two or three. three King Kong Bundy always looked cool. Shaved he head. He looked cool up until like he got older. Then he just looked ridiculous. He looked like a slob. Like when when earthquake used to look mm-hmm. tough. Then you look at him and you see like the the brown shit in his crotch. Like the like you know how fat people well, have the like in this area of their crotch it gets darker. Like the the the, the, the yeah. I mean, I'm trying to describe. I mean, that's it. all. Like I can't stop looking at it inside your legs. Mm-hmm. Like on but, each but, side of your balls. <laughs> Like there's a dark. Can we just call it an inner thigh? An inner thigh. Okay. Like you have for some reason it's like darker. <laughs> like the people you ever see the people who don't wash their necks and it's like black. Uh huh. Earthquake had that in his like thighs. I think it's from all the traction of like sure. touching. But. It, it's funny. I I never wrestled. Did you ever wrestle as a kid? Like I, I wrestled in high school. Okay, that's, that's but I also I, wrestled like with my friends. Right, but I mean like actual like athletic sanctioned. Wrestling. Oh no no no! Like backyard wrestling or something? No no no! I mean like in high school. It's a, my son started wrestling this year, first time ever. He just came home and said, "Dad, I want to give this a shot." I remember going to this informational meeting at the high school where they explain all the ins and outs. Did they talk of, about ringworm. Yes, I never got ringworm. You know what the key to that is? Take a shower. Yeah, that that was it. Um, you know, get your kid a loofah. Make sure that that first layer of skin is completely exfoliated off. <laughs> everything they were saying in this meeting. Horrified me, and you know, my son had played baseball until that point. Baseball is totally benign. Oh yeah, going into this world where they're talking about herpes and ringworm from hitting the mat, it just oh yeah, it skeezed me out. I'm the only guy I think on my team who didn't get ringworm, and I used to wrestle this kid who every fucking day he smelled like shit, and I had to wrestle this kid. He wore the same sweatpants every day. It's it's not their fault. I think it's just all the when you're, when you're, I mean, I'm not skinny or anything, but I'm saying when you're like, when you get to a certain size, I just think stuff like, just like, kind of mixes in, and then it just like starts leaking out. Leaking out from where? They're, they're their ass and every, I mean, whatever. But it just, like, you just, this kid smelled so bad, so I, I'd always like destroy him because I was mad. And my greatest wrestling victory ever was like a similar situation. Like I'd wrestle these kids who were like. Like, I weighed 230, right? So, the heavyweight division was 270, and the light heavyweight, or whatever you want to call it, was 215. So, the next one down. So, the guy we had at 215 was, like, a state champion. So, I had to wrestle heavyweight. So, everyone I wrestled was, like, 40 pounds heavier than me. And there'd be some guys who were, like, 270 ripped on steroids. Like, they were on steroids back then. I, dude, for I, sure. Some of these freshman meets... I see these kids who come out with this well-defined musculature. I'm like, what is going how do you on? Have, how, how does... I'm convinced that it's impossible to be muscular without using steroids. How do you get... Like, it's impossible. Unless, unless you're, like, skinny and or whatever. Unless you're at a certain level, I understand it. You, you have some definition. But when you start looking like, you know, like The Rock and yeah. you're 14... And these 15-year-olds are looking like John Cena. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, how's, I, don't, I don't get it. So they're cheating. I know there were kids on my team that cheated because they were using, like, water pills and stuff. Uh-huh. So they were all... And, and all the guys who were on steroids back then are all fat now. And I think that's what usually happens. They're on steroids. Then, like, you and, know, and reality your, sits in. And, and don't your balls shrivel up? Oh, yeah. And you get acne. They all mm-hmm. have acne all over their backs. Disgusting. 
I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I, I never understood those people who, like, they talk about high school like that was their glory years. Yeah, high school, the greatest four That's years depressing. of my life. Two of your greatest years are when you were 14 and 15. Those were two of your four greatest years. Yeah, I got so much pussy. 15-year-old girl? Like, that's that's what you're proud of? Having sex with a 15-year-old girl? Yeah, man. I had all the cheerleaders. It was the best. Oh, I wish I'd go back to high school. And those... It's 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 such a horrible mindset. It, I always tell kids, like... If, whatever you want to do, you need something... Like, you have to have that light at the end of the tunnel. If your mm-hmm. light is like the NFL and it fails, you have to figure out something new. Right. You can't just, like, take any job that pays decent... And then just talk about high school football for the rest of your life. Because those four years don't mean anything. I mean, right. you're going to live till you're 70. You're talking about when you were 15. You know what the most depressing thing is on earth? Going into a 7-Eleven and standing in line behind four or five people getting their lottery tickets. Oh, yeah. I just bought Powerball tickets before we came on. There's, Dude, there's nothing more depressing than a guy reading off his list. Oh, I, I want three, four, five, box, <laughs> seven, two, one, straight. It's like a scrawled, handwritten list that looks like looks like the Rosetta Stone. Like it's been around since <laughs> the beginning of time. Yeah. And he just carries it with him. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there waiting, trying to buy like a whatchamacallit or something? I was buying my kids some goddamn Slurpees. I just wanted this, this process to speed up. The lottery line should have to wait. Like it should be every time someone comes in the regular line, the lottery line has to wait. Well, can't you do it online now? And there, you can do it. They have an app. Right. They have an app and they have, there are kiosks in store like it. The jewel. You can go to the uh, lottery machine. You could? Oh, yeah. You can get instant tickets. and. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's the best. But, like, do you trust an app? Like, if you win... Like, the Powerball right now is $403 million. Sure. If you won that and you have it on your app, you, you, you can't see something happening where your app gets messed up. I trust and, it. Mm, for $400 million, I don't. I'd rather have it in hand for $400 million. Uh, You know what I think the worst thing ever is? I'm convinced that because of Lyft and Uber, now that everyone can be a taxi driver... Yeah. Traffic is shitty no matter where you go. Oh, like yeah. It's the worst it's ever been. As a matter of fact, now that you have to have the Uber logo on your car, I think it's ruined Uber. Like, Uber, was, I thought, was a great profession for anyone who's struggling or, or needs money or just a simple way to make mm-hmm. money. But now that you have that eyesore of a logo on your car, it's not cool anymore. Like, you're just... I, I wouldn't feel... Like, let's say you're trying to pick up a girl or something, right? Or you're going out on a date, <laughs> yeah. and she sees the Lyft and Uber logos on your window... She's thinking maybe this isn't the guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's not my yeah, provider. There's nothing wrong. It's, it's a fine job. I'm just. It just. There's something. It'd be like you driving around with your taxi cab medallion right. on your car. It just. You, it shouldn't be on your car. It kind of. It ruined it for me. And now everyone has a Lyft logo. Everyone. Everywhere you go, and you realize these are the people weaving in and out of lanes. These are the people looking at cell phones. Oh yeah. In fact, every time I drive, if I see a terrible driver, I can almost guarantee he or she is on the phone. Oh, definitely. Like, texting. Texting. I, I pull up next to them, and I can see they're not even paying attention. They're on FaceTime. They're like 15 miles an hour under the speed limit. Oh, yeah, doing a Snapchat filter. <laughs> exactly. Making sure it's just right. Do you use Snapchat? No. I, 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 and watching the Grammys the other day makes me realize I don't know Why so many Why did you watch bands. the Grammys? Uh, I don't know. I watch, I like watching that stuff. Did you, it just was it like a work. I mean, we, I'm on the morning show, so it's that, like, that's what I was going to say. Is it like a work thing? It. Yeah, you got to know what happens. Yeah, I, I think it is more because I, I I watch it a lot more when you know when I'm on a show than when I'm not. But um, I I, didn't I watched know it for so many years. Right, I watched it for so many years, and every year I just get angry watching it. Oh yeah, I thought I need to let myself off the hook and 
watch something completely different. I watched a horror movie that night. <laughs> but I was going to say, Snapchat to me is like that. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I get the filters are cool. When you send out your story or whatever, like, do people watch it? Do people, do you have to search for me to see my story? If you're friends, like, I don't get Snapchat. You know, I think the initial impression or description of Snapchat is what stuck with me. It's the place to send disposable dick pics. I thought, well, I don't need that. Well, that made sense. That's what it was for. That's what I thought. Like, everyone who used, like, the old school Snapchat. Remember how Facebook used to be? Like, you had to be in college to yeah. use it. That was the original premise of Facebook. It was college kids having some kind of network. Snapchat's original premise was for me to take a picture of my dick, <laughs> send it to some whore, her saying, oh my God, and then it disappears so she can't take a picture of it. Even though everyone who was smart took a screenshot of your dick. So if you're a moron who sent a picture of your dick on Snapchat, everyone has it. And it, like, okay, so if you have a girlfriend for 10 years and she's sending you naked pictures, fine. I'm sure those pictures aren't going anywhere. But if you hooked up with a guy last night and you're sending him a picture of your ass or whatever, boobs, or if you're a guy sending dick pictures, just know that they're taking screenshots of that stuff and sending it to their friends and laughing. Or just, you know, asking for opinions. Maybe not laughing, like... Hey. What do you think of this guy's dick? Yeah. <laughs> Yay or nay to the dick pic. <laughs> uh, so were you, did Ryan Mano say hi to you on TV the other day? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> so, so Ryan's a huge wrestling fan, too. I, knew, I went to a WWE show with both of you. Yeah, we went to Raw. Um, isn't it weird now you have to take your son? I mean, I know you want to take your son, but isn't it weird when you went from going to events like that with friends and now yeah. it's like bringing your son oh dude it's a trip and he knows i mean he knows that you you two should hang out i mean he he'll tell me everything about the cruiserweight division and uh, <laughs> what's the the show that that's after smackdown 205 live, 205 live. he knows everything that's yeah. going on there and then he'll explain what happened on lucha underground <laughs> and <laughs> yeah johnny mundo won the title back that was uh john morrison for WWE. yeah um, he'll go super deep on that stuff he'll go super nerdy on it so ryan lives in los angeles now He's the co-host of the Ellen K Morning Show, which is like the number one morning show in Los Angeles. Um, and Ryan did the series when I was on Howard uh, Stern's Serious Channel, Howard One Hundred One. Ryan was one of my co-hosts. Like, right. He did the show with me, um, but now he's he's out in Los Angeles. So Monday Night Raw was at the Staples Center. Mm -hmm. Ryan had these awesome seats, like front row in the like when you're walking up the ramp. He was in the first row, like right in that corner. So like as the wrestlers are coming in and out, right from the ring. To the front of the ramp. So yeah. perfect seats. So he's sitting there with this like em almost like embarrassed look on his face. Like he's afraid to do anything. The whole time, every time we're at wrestling, we're texting each other. I'm like, Ryan, you got to do something. I said, you got to pat wrestlers on the back. You got to like really act like an asshole. So he's like, oh, he goes, well, because la last time I was, anytime he would do something, I'm like, hey, Ryan, how did that itch on your nose feel? I noticed you just itched your nose. That's and awful. He, so now, so he's, he's, he's always on guard. So I so he's like okay fine, so he started doing all kinds of stupid stuff, mm -hmm. and then just for no reason he's like hi Abe hi Abe and it was up I have the video up on my like at Abe Cannon on Twitter or whatever all my social media if you want to see it but it was perfect because Charlotte was doing this promo Ryan was dead center and he's like hi Abe hi Abe and you could, you can tell he's mouthing your your name oh yeah that's amazing uh, Charlotte Flair by the way who I love she's awesome she's the only great diva like. Or not, or whatever. They're not divas anymore. But she's she's by far the best talker, wrestler, everything. See, I've always loved the heels. Me, too. of she, course. She's yeah. of course. I, I never understood the other side. Uh, she's amazing, Chris Jericho. I love that old oh, school heel. Oh, he's the heel. best. Jericho is. I could watch him do anything. He's right now. Jericho's the best he's ever been. 
I was at the Monday Night Raw when Jericho first came to WWE. Do you remember that? I, I, I think I was not watching at that point. Okay, so they did all these promos. It's like, he's coming, he's coming. And there was like a countdown, right? So it was like, whoosh, and that's like 10, 9, 8, blah, 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 blah. And then it said, and this was like 2000, what, 99, whatever it was, in mm-hmm. 98. And it said Y2J. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing that, like, remember those Y2K shirts everyone would wear? Those yeah, stupid, yeah. shiny shirts? It was the, he came out, I was, it was at the Allstate Arena. That was one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. And then The Rock, he, The Rock was in the ring. He's like, what's your name? And then Jericho's like, Chris, he's like, it doesn't matter what your name is. I, that might have been the first time The Rock ever did that. <laughs> it was so great. That was probably my second favorite wrestling moment ever. My favorite wrestling moment ever. And was when CM Punk in Chicago at Money in the Bank wrestled John Cena. Um, the storyline was that his contract was up. He won the title from John Cena. Left through the crowd with the belt, <laughs> and then he was off TV for like two weeks. They said he well, he didn't resign. That was the greatest story ever told that I've mm-hmm. ever seen live. Delivery, it was perfect. And the night before that, on my Sirius XM show, we had CM Punk in studio. That's amazing. And he was like, "I'm like, so what are you?" So Alberto Del Rio had the money in the bank. So I'm like, "What are you gonna do if the guy comes out to cash in the money in the bank?" He's like, "I'm gonna probably run through the crowd." That's exactly what he did. That's he was telling amazing. stories about like the Undertaker uh, texting him like, "LOL." He's like, man, he goes, you know, all these great memories I had The Undertaker, and he sent me an LOL text. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Do, do you miss doing your own show? Like, uh, well, I do, I know the, you I do the podcast, so. But, yeah, there's nothing better than doing your when, – when you could put all your ideas into a show. And that show, we were able to literally do anything, mm-hmm. which the podcast now is – it's pretty much all the same guys from my show. We do the podcast every week, so it's it's similar, but it's a lot different. I mean, there's nothing better than doing your own show. How long have you been have you been doing the podcast for? I started doing the podcast. So Sludge and I, do you ever have Sludge on here? Oh, he lives in Philly. So. No, in fact, I was supposed to go to Philly about a year ago, and I got really excited. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to go to Philly. I should get Sludge, yeah. in a rental car, and we should do this. But then the trip fell through. Oh, dude, okay. So Sludge and I did a morning show, and we did this food drive called Show Us Your Cans, where we collected food for the homeless in Virginia. <laughs> now, our show was pretty good. Like, we were doing really good. We made a ton of money for the station. Um, so we did this food drive. We lived in a parking lot. Uh, the store's called Kroger. It's like Jewel and yeah, yeah. Mariano's. We literally lived outside for a week, collected food for the homeless. We broke the Virginia record for the most food collected ever. Okay? One hour after the food drive, I got fired. That's so radio. That is so radio. Yeah, it's, it's not as bad as your uh, where you got emailed or whatever. But it's it's the second worst way to get fired ever. Oh, my God. And it was the day Chinese Democracy came out, the Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. album. I was waiting for Chinese Democracy for years. One hour before I got fired, I got Chinese Democracy. And then I got fired. So I was after that, I'm like, God, fuck this. I'm going to do the show I want to do. Now, Sludge wasn't. I couldn't use Sludge because he was still out there. So yeah. I had Ryan, Bass, who works with us, and then my brother, who I always thought was really funny, but he mm-hmm. never did radio. So we started doing a podcast in my bedroom. Based on that podcast, we got hired on Howard Stern's channel because, oh, the reason why I got fired from Richmond is because um, they put Bubba the Love Sponge on every rock station for Cox Radio. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden now, Bubba the Love Sponge had this big ego. So... He wouldn't. He didn't re-sign with Sirius because he wanted more money. So because he left Sirius, that's why I got hired at Sirius. 
So I lost my job because of Bubba the Love Sponge in Richmond. But then he left it. I love how that works. It, it was so weird. So, um, so anyways, so yeah, so I, I was doing the podcast in my bedroom and then we did the serious show for three years. So it's been what I started the serious show. The, the other day was like the six year anniversary of my first serious show. So I did it for three years. So I've probably been doing this latest podcast now mm-hmm. for three years. All right. So back to terrestrial radio. Uh, everything's going good on the morning show Yeah, with Cal. Yeah. You guys, you start early in the morning and it's just nonstop till you walk out of the studio. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So again, your website is. Uh, AbeCannon.com, A-B-E-K-A-N-A-N.com. Uh, Abe, it's been fabulous having you in the front seat yeah, of my thanks car. Thanks for the Maxwell Street. Now this is gonna suck. Now I wake up at like three something in the morning. Uh huh. So this isn't gonna. It's it's like eight, we're recording this at night. So it's like by the time I get home, it's gonna be like nine o'clock. So this isn't gonna be good tomorrow morning. Well, having an RC probably doesn't help the bedtime. No, that's not good either. But he had fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs>